This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society. And we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And hello, Hearts of Oak. Thank you once again for joining us on another interview. And it is my delight, although not in person this time, but across the the ocean, it is wonderful to have Garrett Ziegler with us once again. Garrett, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Peter. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you for your patience. Oh, not at all. I was, um, I was about 30 minutes late. We're trying to set up a studio <laughs> here. So appreciate your patience. Not at all. You've got a, a stars and stripes in the background, and I've got a, a Spitfire over here. So I've got my British ting. So yes, yes, not at all. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now we we had the privilege of meeting you back in April in DC, and yeah. uh, I got a. a a glimpse of what you were doing with with Marco Polo. We'll go a little bit deeper into that as mm-hmm. you just published that. People can find you at marcopolousa.org. Yes, that sir. to me is the best way because on the website it lists where they can find you, whether it's on Gab, on Truth Social, on yes. Substack, on Rumble. So the website, I think, is the, the gateway into that. So people jump on that or you can find, of course, on um, I know on Truth Social, just on Gar- at Garrett Ziegler. So yes, sir. simple, awesome, straightforward. So they yeah, can- that that sort of guides our thinking. Our website is original HTML. Some people have criticized it that it looks like it's from 2006, but it's simple, and I want nobody to have trouble navigating it. And I, that sort of drives all my thinking. Keep it simple, stupid. We have that acronym in the United States. Kiss. No, they don't. And when you go on the website, you just see the list of reports. You see the list of where to find you. It is, and I, I tried. I hit it when you go to the website and you're trying to find oh. what am I looking for. And yeah. with that, it's it's all there in your face. So yes. absolutely brilliant. But if I can just so Marco Polo is a, a non profit research group yep. uh, for exposing corruption and blackmail Black. to drive an American Renaissance, and mm-hmm. I love that. It's simple. Now. On October 2020, so we yes. are putting this out, we're doing a pre-record a few days before, but it goes out just before the midterms. But mm. October 2020, and if I can just read your post on, it was on Truth Social, I read this. For the past 13 months, Marco Polo, a research a non-profit research group has been writing a comprehensive report on the Biden laptop and the crimes therein. It is simple but dense, 630 pages, 2,020 footnotes, broken up neatly into seven sections which focus on uh, being business-related crime. We -hmm. believe that is the deepest digital colonoscopy ever performed on a sitting U.S. family. That is very visual, that statement. (laughs) Yes, that is on purpose because you can't forget it. Whether you hate me or love what we're doing, uh, everybody and their brothers had a grandparent to, that had a colonoscopy, and it's is a digital colonoscopy. So we looked in every crevice, went through all 129,000 emails, and the focus is on crimes. There's so much there. If ev- if anybody who has a laptop, which we think is about 75 to 100 people now, who have the full thing, if they took the time to go through it, the connections are as relevant in 2014 as they were today. The exact same people pushing for the proxy war in Ukraine from Victoria Newland to um, all the figures in Ukraine. Kolomoisky features prominently in our report, not just uh, – uh, I think his name is Mikola Zlachevsky. Hunter calls him Nikolay. That's why I paused. But he is uh, – he's what they call a minigarch. And Ihor Kolomoisky is what they call an oligarch over there. So Kolomoisky is really the one pulling the strings for Zlachevsky. He has much more, many more billions. And we go into him to the degree that nobody has before. And we, we assert that Kolomoisky is the one behind Burisma. And that opens up a whole new can of worms with Privat Bank, money laundering, and the IMF loan. And so – if if somebody's you know hasn't ever heard of me before, which there's a good chance that your audience hasn't, we only have a couple hundred thousand real devoted followers in the United States, hoping to get that up to a million soon. In total, adding up all the social networks. If somebody's never heard from me before, uh, the simple thing is is that we go into greater detail. We looked 
underneath the hood on each and every figure, typed each and every name into SEC.gov, looked at all their financials, and we are an intelligence group. That is uh, can, can appear to be a haughty thing to say, but we dive deeper into these things. And I have the benefit of partnering with people, Peter, that are a decade older than me across industries. We have an engineer, a private investigator, a lawyer. And so I know what I don't know. And I have bounced so I've about 50 people read the draft, 50 people tore through it. And so far, we've only found six mistakes out of 630 pages. Four of those were we got the wrong month for the article in the footnote. Each and every footnote is a hyperlink that's archived. And so nobody can go post facto and delete the stuff that's in our report. I like that because when people get exposed, they want to go in 404 all the links. So it took me two weeks to go, and I'm the young guy in the room, so nothing is beneath me. I went through and archived each and every URL, gotten zero press, hardly from the mainstream. Nobody wants to touch it. Not one left-wing outlet will even try to debunk it. All they say is that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fascist right-wing guy uh, and a Republican, which is ironic because I'm not a Republican. Okay, can can I ask before I bring up the report? Yes, your your background, well, many things, but part of your background was in the White House, working with yes. with Peter Navarro. When I had the mm-hmm. privilege of chatting to Peter Navarro a couple of weeks ago, we came on for an yes. interview. But um, so that you've stepped. Most people kind of start that. I guess, greasy pool of politics. And I've been there, so I, I get that. I could say that. Mm-hmm. But you've now moved over into, I guess, investigative journalism, which is quite a quite a change in that direction. What yes. kind of made you change, I guess, your career direction? Yeah, I think that uh, going back to Peter, he was a college professor for 30 years, and his staff was young people. Mm-hmm. I was one of four. I ironically was the only one subpoenaed out of those four because I was probably <laughs> the most vocal about the what I believe to be in a stolen election. But at the very least, even if you don't think it was stolen, there uh, it was unconstitutional considering the rules were dictated by the state secretaries, not the legislatures thereof. So I was very vocal about that. And going back to Peter, you know, we were engaged in research all day long. We were pretty much his RAs. You know, and if somebody's getting a PhD. They try to link up with a professor and in their dissertation on the side, they will help out their their doctoral advisor with his own research. That was essentially what we did. Mm-hmm. And I got obsessed with that. Uh, open source intelligence, there's so much out there in, the, in, in 2022. If I were living in 1972, being where I'm from in the country, which is a very comfortable, well-off, but extremely rural place, if I didn't have the information in the in the internet that we do today, I probably wouldn't be doing what I what I do. And so I just took what was in front of me. I got obsessed with research. I find the research process to be intoxicating. And what I mean by that is so many people in the Biden orbit, and we go into this in the report, are not known. They're, this operation requires dozens of people, from Sebastian Momtazi to Alex Kotlarski to Heather King. Those names may not mean anything to your to your viewers right now, but if they read our report, they realize that they're integral to money laundering operations, to FARA violations. Hunter is not the sharpest tool in the shed, okay? So he needs a large operation to do this stuff. And I'm just humble enough to know that the younger guys or the lower level people, which I was in the White House considering my youth, uh, are very important actually to the operation of things. So instead of just focusing on Hunter, I spent a week looking into Sebastian Momtazi. Why am I going into him? Why am I saying his name? Because he's from your country. Sebastian Momtazi is from England, settled in New York, is now a professional poker player uh, after he did money laundering for Rosemont Seneca. And hardly anything is written about him. He is littered throughout the bank statements of Rosemont Seneca Bohai, which was a shell company whose bank statements got entered into court records. So I I urge all your listeners over there, even if you're from America, but if you're especially from the United Kingdom, look up Sebastian Parviz Momtazi. Uh, he's integral to years of the Biden grift. If I were the U.S. attorney in Delaware, which we lay out in the report, I would – first of all, Hunter would already been indicted. But if I were, he's one of the first people to subpoena. He knows so much, and no one knows about him because he's my age. And he's like, who cares about the young kid? Well, the young kid is the guy sending all the wire transfer for, for, 
transfers for Hunter because Hunter is so coked out of his mind, he doesn't even remember the logins for the banks. So he can't do anything. What what was it like? You've been working on this for a year. 13 months. Yes. And I, I guess that there were times when you thought, how do we process everything? How do we get to an end point? We want to be faithful with what we have in front of us. Mm-hmm. We want to produce the best report that covers everything, that does not leave anything out. We cannot be hit for anything be, mm-hmm. to be told, well, you forgot X, Y, and Z. You've covered everything. What was that like when you put it all together and sat back? Uh, what was well, that personally like? It's a good question. And some nights in August... I would fear that I wouldn't get it done in time because I was already late because I miscalculated how how long the report was going to be. Mm-hmm. When we re- released the announcement video, which started our fundraising, our we got new people on the team after I made that video, got two new team members because they were so inspired by what we were doing. It's not just me. It's you know a half a dozen guys all day long doing this. Um, some have other jobs, but the second the seconds of free time they have are devoted to this every second. And the the feeling was quite simple. No one to date has wished that we would have released this on our original schedule. Although we're a nonprofit and don't engage in politics, I don't endorse candidates, etc. Um, we don't endorse candidates. A nonprofit doesn't. Everybody's happy that it was released on October 19th, 2022. I thought it was going to be about a 300-page report, and we were going to release it last Thanksgiving. Well, it's double that. Because I didn't factor in how long, you know, I, I, along with an attorney, went and logged every single crime. So a lot of people that talk about the Hunter Biden laptop talk about all of the degeneracy. But to say something is a crime, you have to know the, the, the statute, the state, where somebody would bring an action. All those specifics, people don't get drilled on. And so to be able to, sp- you know, to sleep well at night and if somebody like you is peppering me six months down the road if i go into the report i will tell you where an action would be taken if it's within the statute of limitations be so we know that if the district of delaware does not indict hunter which is looking that way we will know the actual truth of the matter so if we had a non-corrupt government this is what hunter would have been indicted for if his name was hunter smith and his daddy weren't the president this is what this dude would have been charged for. That to me matters. Truth to me, truth is like this, and justice is bar above that. Justice is very hard to achieve, and people who don't know history or don't read the scriptures, especially especially the Old Testament, they don't get that. So some people have been mad at us because we've laid out all this truth, and because I don't, and it's indisputable because we put wire transfers exhibits only about. 350 pages of the report is writing. The other half is exhibits proving what we're saying. Some people have said, well, Garrett, you know, you put all this out. Your group has put all this out, but um, we haven't achieved justice yet. And I have to tell them, go back to our mission statement. I don't have handcuffs on my, on the side of my, uh, you know, on my waist. And I can't arrest people myself. All I can do is lay it out on a silver platter for them. And we put them, we put the contact information and the links for local officials because we know that uh, Joe is overseeing this investigation eventually. He's the guy at the top. And this is news, Peter. I, I'm going to tell you something. Beyond just our report, a guy who features prominently in our report, Nick McQuaid, he is a former law partner to Hunter's personal attorney, Chris Clark. In the last week, he has went back to Latham and Watkins. So that was the firm he was with before he became a member of the Biden administration. He was arguing cases with Hunter's direct attorney. If somebody at home looks this up, they're going to see a half a dozen letters written by Republican senators uh, asking about this. Why aren't? Why is this guy not recusing? Because it's a conflict of interest, mm-hmm. right? Last week, right before the election, Nick McQuaid went back to Latham and Watkins, you know, an international law firm. No evidence that he recused himself from Hunter's investigation. So that information is probably being laundered right back to Chris Clark right now. It's insane. I'm going to be talking about that today. I'm going to put out a substack on it, uh, marcopolousa.substack.com. And these people are important, even if they're not handsome, which Nicholas McQuaid isn't. Even if they're not handsome, they matter to the American regime. Yeah. And we're going to put him on notice. We're going to light him up. As, as long as he has the same email at Latham and Watkins, he's going to get a couple hundred notes today about Hunter Biden's case. Did you recuse yourself, number one? If you didn't, have you shared any information back with Latham and Watkins? 
about Hunter's investigation. Mm. Let, let me bring up what people can see when they go on the website. This Thank is you, yes. on MarcoPoloUSA.org. You just click yes, on the top, which is Biden laptop. It's all very self-explanatory, but I'll, I'll show you anyway. No, this is very um, important. I appreciate you doing this. No, you, you bring that up. And I think one of the things that I really was intrigued with, and you mentioned it, was the amount of screenshots, the amount of pictures, the amount of documentation. It wasn't just he said, she said. It was mm-hmm. here it is. What was that? Because I guess there was the... Um, I guess the pressure when you're doing something like this, just to put the text in, it takes longer to actually put all the graphics, put all the images, but you put it all there and it speaks for itself. So did you make a a conscious decision to do that? I did. And it was after the election. I took a couple of months off. I'd saved a a small amount of money. My wife had our first baby. We moved back home. Like you mentioned, I'm back in Illinois here. Uh, the middle of Illinois, surrounded by fields, never been more comfortable. Although I do have fiber internet, which is huge. If I have fiber internet, I can talk to Peter across the <laughs> ocean. I can talk. Absolutely. We're constantly in video conversation yeah. with the other guys in Marco Polo. Yeah. One of which is in Italy. They're all Americans, but one of which is in Italy. He married a foreign girl after he got out of the service. The other one's in Denmark, and we're constantly talking over voice and over video. So, um, it was it was a very deliberate thing. I wrote a letter to the uncle of the shop, of the laptop shop owner about my desire to do this dossier in April of 2021. This is what mo- most people don't even realize that there's, I did this very formally. It was very deliberate. I knew that um, some of the, some of the older guys, pr- uh, particularly the former co-host of war room and I don't get along. And he, he basically sort of threw cold water on my project and didn't want to help me. And so I went out and did it myself. I was yeah. going to get funding through other means. And the bottom line up front is this. It took me months to go through that laptop and screenshot each thing and write, you know, in the in the report, it's not just a screenshot. We diagram it. We say yeah. this is where the crack cocaine drop drop off location is. And then we went to Google Earth and took the address in the latitude and longitude to a six digit level and put it right there. So nobody can say that we're extrapolating at all. I'm just reading the text messages, and there's thousands of them, and I went through each and every one. It was about three months of research and 13 months of writing, and uh, I wanted something that I was proud of at the end. There's nothing more I could have done. The goal is the goal was not just to show the equal application of the law, although that's the main goal. There's The side goal was to create a report that a subcommittee of the U.S. Congress would be proud of producing. Maybe not a full committee because we don't have law enforcement powers, but we wanted to – We and I've, I've talked to so many staffers on the House and Senate side since this release. Not many senators personally. I talked to reps personally, but they're proud of it. And a couple of – we've got a commitment in 10 days. It's November 4th right now on Friday. On November 14th, we have a commitment from a U.S. House member to submit it into the, into the congressional record, right? So Matt Gates. uh righteously tried to do that but the congressional record is a, is a is a pdf document so all of the file types in the laptop weren't able to be tr- uh, transmitted into the congressional record how do you put a picture of a or a video of a threesome with the president's son with prostitutes into the congressional record but ours is all pdf we took screenshots right and cut co- everything yeah. is covered some of them are covered by hunter's cracked teeth that had to be fixed yeah. Yeah. But all the genitalia is covered. There's no genitalia in the report, although it is for an adult readership because we quote Hunter directly. He calls his family members C-U-N-T-S's, F-U-C-K. It's horrid what he calls all the women. He's a terrible person. But that can be submitted into the, you know, into the record. And so it was very deliberate. I had the benefit of being with people who know much more about a lot of to- – about many more topics than me. But I wrote every word of it. All six of us contributed to the research, but I we tried to get certain sections written by each person, and they're all great writers, but the voice was different. And so I had to go back. That set us back, too. I said, I got to put it – It's got. it's not necessarily it's got to be in my voice, but it had to be in the same voice. And now the report reads smoothly. If you could, real quick – if you want to go back to the reader view, you can you can get my face off. But if you want to go back to the website real quick, three days after the original release, we just released it on a PDF. But this is a reader view. It took us a couple of days to put this up and to get it all out. But it's so simple. You can you can even click left and right on the on the arrows, and we're getting it to where you can select the text. But 
this works on phone, tablet, anything. So if you don't have 960 megabytes available um, to download it, you can go read it. And I'm really proud of that read review. It took us, there's so many layers of the document that we had to we had to compress, but it's still very clear. If somebody zooms in, you get that granularity. If you go back a page, one page, Peter, there is Nick McQuaid. So the guy I alluded to earlier, that's the diagram I was trying to articulate. Uh, there is Chris Clark and there's Nick McQuaid. And they were colleagues. In fact, we put the court document that they that they appear on together right to the 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 left of uh, Kenneth Polite, who's the head of the criminal DOJ. By the way, all these people have received the report. I sent it to every member of Congress. We're actually getting physical copies printed too. We got it. We got the printers down to twenty one dollars a unit because I don't like getting screwed. And we're going to send them physical copies, but we sent it digitally to everybody. I sent David Weiss. The, the the report, the head prosecutor on Hunter's case and CC'd the criminal division at the DOJ. <laughs> they have well, no excuse. You, no, but let me, because you say, at long last, the report is complete. It has been sent to members of the U.S. and U.S. Senate, U.S. attorneys for the jurisdictions in which Biden and their associates That's committed crimes, state and local law enforcement, and, for good measure, every contact on the Biden laptop, which includes all of Hunter Biden's classmates at Archmere, Academy and a portion of the current White House staff. You haven't left anyone out, have you? No, we've gotten a couple of FUs back from Hunter's <laughs> classmates. But you can imagine, I mean, you ever have in America at least, I don't know if this is like it's not a it's not a trope, but in America there's people have this recurring dream of appearing naked in front of their high school class, like in a school assembly. That is essentially what we've done to the Bidens. It's a digital version of appearing naked in front of your class in a dream. And so if you can imagine a 600-page report written about you and your family sent to every member of your high school class, many of which you probably haven't even kept in touch with, it, it elicits an emotion because our goal here, Peter, is to get them to repentance. Hunter has shown zero remorse for his actions. He doesn't apologize to anybody. And in fact, all of the crimes of money laundering and FARA, Joe mm. is just trying to write off as Hunter was an addict. Yeah. Half of Wall Street is on cocaine, okay? Just being on drugs doesn't get you out of a crime. It's so ridiculous. If if snor if ingesting cocaine inhibited somebody from getting indicted, Wall Street wouldn't worry at all. They would do every, you know, half of them are on coke. So it's a sh it's a joke. Um, I have no allegiances to anybody. I'm not funded by any corporations. We're an independent group, all small dollar gifts. I think the largest donation was like $5,000 for the entire report. We did it for about $140,000. I was paid less than half of that. The About another 30% went to software that we had because what, what did we do? We paid for private investigators to run reports on these people, which aren't cheap because it has all the LLCs that are listed under their names. Every address they've been associated with, every, you know, it's a full digital colonoscopy, as I mentioned. So a lot of the cost was geared towards that. And we're actually posting, we posted a budget when we announced the report. But in a little bit, after I get my breath and we just got this, this studio put in, uh, we're going to be re releasing a full rundown of our expenses. People will know exactly how much I was paid, um, exactly how much we spent on software. And it's, it's really going to be cool. I think pe people already... We have a small following, Peter, but the people that do follow us and like our work are very loyal because we've had an – just like your show. It's a very organic group. Yep. I love them dearly. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, the media, um, obviously here in the UK, I've read in The Sun and the Daily Mail, but looking through who's picked up, you've got the US Sun, you've got the Daily Wire, Post Millennials, Sputnik News, Tim Cast, uh, Newsmax, OAN, One American Network, World mm -hmm. Tribune, New York Post, and it goes on. And it's quite heartening to see most of them on the right, but media organizations are slowly willing to engage us. You've done the hard work and they're picking it up. What has that been like, that media engagement? I'm very grateful for a couple of key people. I'm grateful for Miranda Devine, who has the largest megaphone of the people that you just yeah. listed off. She yeah. she had her own separate uh, short column about us. The 630-page Biden laptop report, 459, uh, not alleged, she's put alleged, but there are 459 violations of state and federal laws and regulations. And the reason why I'm leaving off the adverb alleged is because that is a floor. 
There could be as many as 600 on the device, but we know there's at least 459. Miranda's written about us repeatedly because we've given her material. We were given by our whistleblower suspicious activity reports, a subpoena going back to May of 2019 for Hunter and James Biden's business records, which proves that there was a slow walk at at the Department of Justice in the District of Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office. Meaning anybody else would have been indicted, but because Hunter's daddy was running for president, they delayed any action. Those aren't even my – that's not my opinion. There's been a whole paper trail on this. There's a great piece in Politico by one of the – Ben Schreckinger is one of the only fair liberal writers in the United States on the Bidens. There's about a half a dozen of them. The rest are gone. The rest won't even look at it. Ben Schreckinger is a very fair liberal writer about it. He's not a leftist. He he can – he's very reasonable. And – uh, and he's written on this, and he wrote a great story about all these sources in the Department of Justice saying, don't take action on Hunter because his yeah. daddy's running for president. It's going to interfere with the election. That alone was election interference. So we've gotten the report to President Trump. I'm going to be delivering a hand copy to him. Um, he knows about us, but um, he knows about our work, more importantly, not just about me. But uh, yeah, I. I, uh, I'm very, very proud of the end result. We're going to be peppering and carpet bombing all the people who denigrated us during the drafting of the report. A lot of left wingers because they got to. I want to know what they think is wrong. Hmm. Uh, we've got to get corrections from these people. These people defamed us. They have to show which section of our report is not strong, and we'll be waiting as long as it takes. The, you mentioned Marinda Devine, and I read one comment she made about it. Marco Polo has done a thorough forensic on Hunter Biden's laptop. Very difficult work, and the report appear, appears to be meticulously fact-checked and footnoted. Invaluable reference for future GOP investigations since the DOJ is turning a blind eye. It, it's quite nice to see those in the media actually recognizing that the hard work you put in. Yeah, I'm very grateful for that, and she has been wonderful to informally work with. Um, and we just try to, everything is guided by truth. So yeah. if I make a claim that is, eh, Gary, you know, that's 50, you can say it, he may have done this, right? We, everything is guided by truth. We don't want to a- accuse anybody, including Sebastian Mamtazi, of doing something he didn't do. So that's why at the beginning of the report, alongside Talk about English influences in this report. We have a Shakespeare epigram. Thy sin's not accidental, but a trade. That's from measure for measure. Wow. That one out against a quote from the great Gatsby. But that's the epigram of the report. And then the, ne- the the page even before that is, if there are any corrections that you spot, I spelled body dysmorphia in the report. It's been corrected. That's what Hunter had. That, that explains all the selfies of his penis. Again, not my words. He's just a psychiatrist mm-hmm. analyzing him. If there are any corrections... Submit it to info at marcopolousa.org. If anybody has tips, say, hey, I know this person listed in the report. I know something about them, good, bad, or indifferent. Info at marcopolousa.org. We respond to everybody um, because it's me and five other people. We have no overhead. I work out of my home office here, home studio, and uh, you know, there's very little overhead. We don't waste money. We're very frugal, and so I think people appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Can I just touch on some of the uh, yes. in the table Let's... of contents? Yes. Um, and one we well, the, the background and the timeline is is all there, including there was a oh sorry, I read something for I think it was his drug issues. Um, and I don't have in front of me, but yeah. he joined the military, I think, 2013, was it? And yes, he had a positive right. test his first, first day, day or something. First day. On the very first day he reported. And by wow. the way, this wasn't a hard position. He At 42, he got two waivers. He got in trouble for coke as a high schooler, which – in fact, he graduated. Graduated from high school, got arrested for cocaine like a month afterwards, got a waiver for that. Got a second waiver for his age because he wanted to. He woke up one day and decided to join the Navy. I think he was trying to run for Congress and okay. thought this was because everything is self dealing. He thought that a Navy thing would look good on his resume. It's the delusions of grandeur that he have is ridiculous. Uh, unless they are fraud, nobody's going to elect him. So he got he he had a drug test on his first day down in a reserve unit in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, in the summer of 2013. Tested for coke on day one. Absolutely hilarious. Now, his unacknowledged daughter that he's been forced to pay for because he's a he's a terrible person, has nothing to do with her 
Won't yeah. meet her. Nothing. The whole family. She doesn't even have a stocking at the White House. The whole family refuses to meet this little girl. She's cute. Her name is Navy. Whether that was an epic troll for all time, I don't know. <laughs> but Hunter's unacknowledged daughter, who's a very cute little girl in Arkansas, uh, and her mother was a stripper by the stage name Dallas, and Hunter hired her at his law firm and impregnated her. Her name is Navy. So Hunter f- allegedly, I don't know this for a fact. I know that he, for a fact he does have to pay, but the amount is under seal. But it's alleged that he paid $2.5 million dollars. Uh, in a lump sum payment. He's trying to get that reduced now because I don't think his art is selling for what it was. Because the grip the grift's been exposed. Now now Hunter Biden is an artist. The reason why I'm going into this, your listeners may know this, but it goes back to trying to find their shame. If there is shame in the Biden family, we will find it. I don't know what you have to do. If somebody isn't embarrassed by a video of them shaving their per- perineum with a female purple razor on a video. It's going to be hard to find their shame, but we are going to find it if it exists. And only through then, once Hunter and the Bidens feel shame, will they have the introspection to repent for anything they've done, no, including I'm, Navy. It's it's terrible. There is, throughout it, there, there's sections. I think the first one is the, the big one, which will, um, I guess, hit many Americans, many ordinary citizens. Mm-hmm. You see the the sex stuff, you see the drug stuff, but it is the business-related crimes. It's yes. making money from your position. I mean, if you're a coke addict, then, um, then, well, you've all got your issues, but actually profiting from positions, it's that which I think connects with many people, and they see that as, I guess, unfair. Tell us about that kind of the business-related crime side. It's a very good question. We ordered these sections in what we call the order of importance. So it's and it's the I don't th- I don't necessarily think it's the longest, but it's definitely the meatiest. Yeah, it's the business related crimes, sex related crimes, slash human trafficking. Absolutely confirmed. We can prove that based on receipts. And then the drug related crimes. So the business related crimes. I spent a month trying to figure out how to format this, how the table of contents was going to be. It's like. Yeah. Did I want to go all chronological? And what we ended up doing was separating it by country and then within each country making it chronological. So I'm obsessed. I've read this thing like, you know, I, I wrote it. So it goes China, yeah. Ukraine, Romania, Kazakhstan, Mexico, Serbia, and Libya. All of those except Libya, which we just have them uh, for a conspiracy charge, Hunter violated the Foreign Agent Registration Act. All it means, and it's a very clear-cut statute. The mm-hmm. interpretation of it's been cloudy, but what falls under uh, representing a foreign agent is very clear. Hunter represented foreign principles, either companies, individuals, political parties. That's what the statute says. That's what they got Paul Manafort for. <laughs> we put that, we multiple pages of the report are saying, Paul Manafort probably rightly violated the FARA with regard to his representation of Yanukovych's party regions. However, that unregistered representation, first of all, didn't fall in the purview of the Mueller report, meaning Mueller charged him for things that had nothing to do with the 2016 election, which goes against the char- the, 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 the four, I guess, basically, Mueller was installed via Rod Rosenstein with a memo that said, here's what you can look into. Hmm. Moeller looked into things that were outside of the four corners of that document in in Manafort. However, let's just say that Manafort did deserve to be charged for those crimes. Hunter did that same thing 10 times worse. I've never met Paul Manafort. I don't owe him anything. I'm just, this is clear as day because we have all of his paper trails. We have 10 years of emails from this guy. And so we go through that. That affects every American. Not every American cares about human trafficking. They should, but they don't. And so it affects every single American, be, every single American, because the countries Peter that he is dealing with are not Japan, Australia, Brazil. They're the darkest corners of the okay. globe. For your listeners in the United Kingdom, they can look up Kenes Rakashev, a Kazakhstani guy whose relative bought Prince Andrew's uh, palatial estate for yep. much more than the market value dictated. Yep. They can look up Gabriel Popovicu, who fled Romania and stayed in your country. 
and was basically a fugitive from the Romanian justice system. Hunter and Mike Gottlieb and others. Mike Gottlieb was the attorney for Seth Rich's brother, also the attorney for Ruby Freeman, who admitted on tape to committing ballot fraud. She can sue me. I would love to be sued by Ruby Freeman and to depose Mike Gottlieb. I would love nothing more. So I hope she listens to this if she has an internet connection down in Georgia. Mike Gottlieb violated the FARA with Hunter Biden because mm-hmm. they did not register their representation of Gabriel Popovicu, a Romanian tycoon. Trying, They were trying to get him out of uh, – basically get out of jail free card. They were lobbying the U.S. Embassy, Hans Klim, Mark Gittenstein – to basically get rid of his conviction over a real estate development in downtown Bucharest called uh, Banasia. I'm botching the, the Romanian pronunciation, but it's spelled B-A-N-A-S-E-A. All this is documented in a report, totally footnoted. If there is something that I can't, that I don't document in the report, I want your viewers to go email me and say, hey, this needs to be stronger because we lay it out like a congressional committee report. So all that is to say, business... I would say if you're looking at a pie chart, uh, 45% of it is FAR violations. Mm. And because of those FAR violations, another 25% is money laundering, meaning all the money that Hunter made from his unregistered representation can be seized, which is what they did to Manafort. They took some of his mansions. Like, you know, the dog and all, you're all being seized by the U.S. Department of Justice. So I would love for Hunter's beachside estate in Malibu, paid for by Kevin Morris, who has threatened my nonprofit because – we were offended by what Kevin Morris did to a fellow, uh, a fellow native of the UK, and uh, Anne McElhenney. And well, Flynn was born in Northern Ireland, and I know yep. there's a lot of controversy about what they refer to themselves as. All that is to say, Flynn McAleer and McElhenney were deceived. They were lied to by Kevin Morris and Rob Bindler and Jason Cohn. All those three men are in our report. They're terrible human beings. They're liars. Mm. They infiltrated the set of the biopic My Son Hunter. That That pissed me off because they took advantage of lovely foreigners who maybe didn't understand how duplicitous these fuckers are. So we did the same thing to Kevin Morris. One of my guys posed as a left-wing open-source intel researcher with bogus information, with bogus information. And we fed him this bogus information for weeks about Hunter. Like just feeding him horse crap, established some trust. He sent us their internal schematics. We had that published in the New York Post via Miranda. And he got lost his mind, said, I need to get lube. He's going to bankrupt my parents. Uh, pick out your outfit for jail. You're one, like you'll want to look pretty. That's That's a total violation. The filmmakers I alluded to submitted a bar complaint. He can't do it. That's illegal. Yeah. sending interstate threats and being a barred attorney in the state of California. He's a terrible person. And he still, he called our report. We got a comment from him. Mm-hmm. He called our report a pa- package of libels. Didn't dispute one fact, just called it libel. Wow. Wow. No, I've, um, I haven't watched the, my son Hunter, but we had Felham on before I, yeah. I met Felham in April in, in LA at a American Freedom Lands event. He's a fantastic individual and I love what I've, he's done. He's done more than of Americans who have the Hunter Biden laptop. So whatever you think of the film, Mm. whatever you think of it, good, bad, indifferent, I really applaud them. They have done more than a lot of people have. And I try to be fair to all. I don't want to be mean to anybody that doesn't deserve it. And I just really appreciate their hard work. And Americans should go buy the film. No, obviously, Joe Biden has not always been the former vice president of the United mm-hmm. States. Uh, and I think for UK viewers, they don't get how steeped he is in politics. I mean, he was a, what, he was a senator in Delaware for what, since he was born, more or less. So <laughs> no, that's he was, he covered Hunter. He, yeah, he, his birthday's November 20th. By the way, the endnote section of our report, along with the degeneracy subsection, has complete family diagrams. I'm not sure if you've went there yet. It's about, mm-hmm. it starts about 600, it starts at page like 605. We actually found a secret niece of Joe that the entire family does not acknowledge. She's not listed on obituaries, nothing. When we did this work through the help of private investigators, her name's Megan. She lives in Virginia. Uh, Frankie Biden had her out of wedlock. And, you know, we go through all of these, all of these family members. And uh, it's, it's, you know, Joe was, Joe was born 
on uh, November 20th. And so what happened was he was elected when he was 29. But between the election and his swearing in, he turned 30, which is the age you have to be to be a U.S. senator. The founders, by the way, if any of your vis- if, you, if any of your viewers like uh, you know ancient Greece and ancient Rome, they got that from uh, the ancient thinkers who said that. And this has been corroborated by modern medicine. Like our brains aren't fully developed, and the pre the prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed till 30. So I still have four more years of maturing to do. Um, and so that's why they put that age there. And, you know, to be U.S. president, you have to be 35. And so Joe barely got in mm. by like five weeks, and he's been there since 1972. So 1972 to 2009, he was a U.S. senator from Delaware, which we call in the United States. I'm not sure if your listeners know this, the credit card state, right? Because it's yeah. where all the credit card companies are headquartered. It's really the gutter of American capitalism. Yeah. So Joe's the credit card senator. He, he represented the worst interest in the world or in America, at least Delaware is less transparent from a corporate transparency scale than the British Virgin islands, which your listeners will be interested to know. There's no, you can have a total shell companies. It's money laundering galore. All of Hunter's companies are incorporated in Delaware. Almost all of them. We list all of them by, by the state of incorporation. So from 2009 to 2017, he's the, he's the vice president of the United States. Uh, Hunter commits far violations day after day. And then he runs something called the Penn Biden center at the University of Pennsylvania, millions in Chinese donations. Anonymously, they broke the statute. We didn't list that in the report as a, as a crime, but but we cite the statute that doesn't allow anonymity to foreign donations to, to universities over 250 grand. Like $15 million was given to University of Pennsylvania only after Joe started that center. Bro. So they just turned a blind eye saying, oh, we didn't solicit this, right? But the Chicoms funded uh, Joe's salary at the Penn Biden Center, and then a lot of his speaking tours. He he bagged like fifteen million just in those two years alone before he started running for president. And a lot of those speaking engagements, Chicoms were there. We have a picture of Michael Lin, one of Hunter's foreign business partners, a uh, uh, Taiwanese man who was in Hunter's BHR deal, all their deals with the Thornton Group. He's pictured with Joe at a speaking tour, which, by the way, to sponsor it to attend was not cheap. So it's all influence betting. And we get the granularity that people would want in a congressional committee report. Because that's wow. that I'm basically then if I were on the if I were still in government, what would I want to do? I would be on I would try to be on a permanent uh, investigations committee. And I'd be the dude on the other side of the government computer writing it. That's essentially what I'm best at. Um, well 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 that that takes us to let's jump past to the end, to page yes. 571, and that has what must happen next. So we we find ourselves in the midterms. Uh, this will go out just a day before. Uh, you produced this document, which has everything there. So what are your thoughts are looking forward, how the GOP or for UK viewers, the Republican Party, where does this go in relation to hopefully a red wave on the 8th? I think that they cannot say now that they need another year to investigate. That's the key thing. Congress, unlike the president who gets sworn in on January 20th, Congress uh, begins anew every two years on January 3rd. So on January 5th, if they're serious, subpoenas will go out. Or on January 10th, subpoenas will go out to certain individuals. If they're serious, I'm not saying this will happen, but if they're serious, they'll go out to individuals mentioned in our report. We don't want them to say they need another year to investigate. Uh, the lion's share of the criminality has been uncovered by us. It's been documented. We, I spoken, I haven't spoken recently, but I spoke for many hours on the phone with Tony Bobulinski at the start of 2022, and there's so much there. That isn't in the Biden laptop, and that that um, Bobulinski gave all the documents. But you know, there's so much there that the that the Congress should glean from these other figures who have been brave enough to stand up. And so, I can't control what the Republicans can do. All I know is that I carpet bomb the report to them. They have no excuse to say they've never heard of it. Um, they have no excuse to say they don't know what Marco Polo is because all of their staff and them, their personal phone numbers. I was able to get all their phone numbers. I sent them the report, and so. We, I'm here available to them. I've gotten, you know, I talked to, to a couple of them on signal every single day, the staffers. 
and a couple members, and we'll see where it goes. All I know is that we provided the truth. Justice is on their is on their hands. Now, the the Congress can indict anybody. So if I were if I were a member, let's say I were a member of Congress, and I could legally be, although I wouldn't want to serve right now in the House. Madison Cawthorn, I think, is actually actually younger than me, or might be six months older. Um, I would pressure the local officials, the state level officials, to bring actions because nothing substantial is going to happen when Hunter's daddy is the president at a federal level. Joe will pardon him if it comes back to it's families above all. Family is their god. Zero evidence over a decade of Hunter's life that he ever talked about Jesus with people. He doesn't. Zero evidence he's a Christian. Zero evidence that Joe's a Christian. The only evidence is that he wears a rosary. Never really talked about anything religious in their private communications. That's basically for show. Um, the reason why I go into that is, you know, if if that keeping that Biden family together is what drives Joe. Yeah. That's it. It's his God. It's his. He's he's committing idolatry with his family. Ergo. At a federal level, Hunter will get pardoned even if it tanks Joe's approval ratings. It's that important to him. So the state-level officials, because the president can't pardon state crimes, and then the county-level officials where we have noted drug dealers, we put the contact information. One of them, Hunter procured crack cocaine from a registered child molester in the state of Delaware. Put it in there. We put we put his mugshot because every year this child molester has to register and get his picture taken, <laughs> and it's posted on the state website. Uh, so those people should be subpoenaed. I will if 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 they have me testify I, either behind closed doors or whatever because I've already been I've already had that experience once with the January sixth committee that was a miserable experience. But in a positive way, if one of them has me formally interviewed and transcribed, I'll give them so many names to subpoena. They won't. Put it on me. I would love for a member to say, you know what? I don't know this as well as you, obviously. Give me people to look into that the normal limp-wrist Republicans wouldn't go there and will go there mm. if I'm if I'm involved. So that is that can appear maybe too direct for some of your viewers, but I know that um, like Daniel Burrell, um, Eddie Gilbert's wife, Peaches Gilbert, these figures that are not talked about even in the Washington Examiner, are going to be called to testify if I if I have anything to do with it. Sorry. Okay. Put my Not at all. Again. Um, it just said, uh, ju- well, we're, we're finishing up. People can go and they can go on the website, marcopoliusa.org. You said they can drop you an email if they read yes. through it info and find something. So info marcopoliusa.org. They can find you at Gard Ziegler on Truth. Um, I know on Gab on Rumble, all the links there are on the yes. website, and that's why I put that up. Um, can I just uh, a personal question? Because I know Anything that we, had, uh, we were uh, we were going to do an interview, and then you said, I've just been subpoenaed to the January the 6th. And I thought, well, that's fair enough. You can't really get out of that. What what was, um, just what leave our viewers what that was like. You said it was miserable. Why was it miserable? Well, you know that phenomenon where you say things so many times, it doesn't sound like that word anymore? That's what it. That's what basically the experience was. I'm some left wing writer on Twitter. They they misquoted me. They said that I said I'm invoking my right under the Fifth Amendment and executive privilege. They're basically they butchered my words and made me sound stupid. Very simply, and they said I was ranting afterwards. It wasn't a rant. I went on a 19 minute live stream, talked like you and I are talking, Peter. And they said this white nationalist. It's so ridiculous. Blacks love me. I love blacks. Every single tribe is loved by Christ. It's so ridiculous what they're calling me. Anyways, they um, <laughs> that experience I think was influenced by my work on Hunter Biden. Mark Harris was the attorney. For the committee staff from L.A., he's an entertainment lawyer from Los Angeles, and I think he knows Kevin Morris personally. And so um, that was saying I invoke my right under the Fifth Amendment to not testify against myself. And uh, I said that about 75 to 100 times. I haven't seen the transcript yet because they won't release it to me. Uh, But, you know, I did the process. I don't have the funds legally. It cost me $10,000 to do that, by the way, because I wanted a good attorney. I mean, meaning I wasn't going to get fed to the wolves. You know, even General Flynn got screwed, right? He he yeah, yeah. he went and talked to, to talked to somebody without an attorney, and yeah. he got unfairly maligned for it. 
And so that, that experience was, was horrible, but, um, that we did nothing wrong. All, every single thing we did has been tried before by Democrats. Democrats have had want had want, have pushed for alternate electors before, and so it's the greatest gaslighting campaign ever. And uh, they don't they don't meet you where they are. They're not truthful in their criticisms. I'm not above criticism. I do many things wrong. And if somebody if somebody uh, clear eyed gave me criticism, I'd listen to him. But so far, the takes have been terrible. They said I doxed. This is related to January 6th. Why? Because I'm listed. They cite me in a report that the Democrats put out as doxing FBI agents and their families. I, they said I doxed the two FBI agents that conducted the raid on Mar-a-Lago. That's not what I did. I simply looked at the subpoena and put pictures of them in their work email addresses. They said I put their personal – they said I was stupid enough to put their home address online that's a, we actually put in our report a full page about what we had to redact legally we can't release the president's uh and the president's family social security numbers so we had to black those out and we go into that what statute governs that so the left's the left's criticisms are not even good criticisms i, I actually seek good haters hmm. everybody should yeah. but we haven't had that yet and so Mike Rothschild and this anonymous account called Trapezoid of Discovery, they defamed my group for months about how we were writing a ridiculous report yet to hear from them. We will be carpet bombing their email address, uh, demanding that they provide comment. They have to answer for it. They can't just get away with, um, with lying. You know, lying separates us from Christ. Lies lies uh not that i'm above it right i'm 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 not saying that i don't sin i'm saying that each lie we tell and accept in our lives separates us from from christ and so we have to make sure that the people in our lives don't separate the if we love them we'll say no 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 no. don't separate yourself from christ don't lie and don't defame people and if you're wrong say mea culpa mea culpa mea maxima culpa right so i appreciate the opportunity to talk on that as well not all. And let me just finish off with our viewers by bringing up once again, that's what they'll get if they go to marcopolousa.org. Biden laptop is the top. You can click it and you can see support our work. Gab, Rumble, Substack and Truth Social. It is on Telegram. It is all there. So make sure and use those links and uh, go and follow Garrett and Marco Polo on all of those accounts. Um Thank you for your time. It's Thank wonderful you. to talk I, I to you. I really appreciate you. your company. I really enjoy your company. Thanks for having me on, Peter. Not at all. I will do it in person soon. I hope so. Yes, sir. In America. Um, yep. With our, let me just finish off with our viewers. Thank you so much for watching. I said this is coming to you just a, a day before the uh, the elections, the midterms on the eighth. This come to you on Monday the seventh. So thank you for tuning in. As a pre-record, it's available on all the non live stream platforms and also available on Podbean and any podcasting app. So if you listen on the go, you'll be able to enjoy this. All the links are in the description. However, you're watching, so make sure and make use of those. And on that, I wish you a wonderful rest of your day and look forward to seeing you on Thursday for our next interview. So thank you and goodbye. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list, donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofvoke.org. Thank you for listening.